Good morning, everybody, and happy Easter. Uh, my name's Stephen, um, and if you're watching this video, it means either um, I'm dead or, more likely, I'm in the hospital uh, with my wife um, who is giving birth or has just given birth um, to our son. Um, thank you for your prayers and your support during this time. Um, I do apologize that I can't be there today, but I figured this is a pretty good reason to not be there. I just want to welcome everyone to the chapel. Um, if it's your first time here, um, we really do welcome you. Welcome to our new Bird campus. Um, it's really exciting that you're here. And I know our Chatswood campus is joining us here as well. So it's great to have everyone um, in the house of God, um, especially it is because it is Easter. Um, Good Friday is one of the, the pinnacles of the Christian calendar. Uh, from the passage we, we read in Matthew um, and the video that you just watched from the movie Passion of the Christ, we read of what happened 2,000 years ago on this day, where Jesus, the Son of God, was arrested, tried, and ultimately died a sinner's death on a wooden cross. Now, out of all the deaths that have happened in history, why is this one so significant? Well, we read in 1 Peter 2.24-25, He himself bore our sins on his body on the cross, so that we might die in sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Now there are three things that happened when Jesus died on the cross. Number one, he himself bore our sins. Friends, you and I are sinners by nature and by action, and it is this sin that separates us from God. A holy God cannot be in the presence of sin, but the problem is we can't get rid of our sin. We can't do anything about our sin. We're in a hole that we're in, and we can't get out of it ourselves. Now, we think that we can live good and moral lives, and that might solve the problem. But even when we do that, it does not come close to taking away our sin. Yet Jesus took away our sin and paid the penalty for that sin, which was death. Death that we deserved because of our lives and our sin. Death that we deserved because of our disobedience. And yet Jesus took our sin, bore them on the cross and died for us. Secondly, he made us alive again. Jesus died on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Not only did Jesus take our sin and die on the cross, in doing so he gave us life, life that we could not have obtained or achieved ourselves, nor could earn with our good works. He sacrificed himself for us so that we may have life. Thirdly, to return to God. You were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. The death of Jesus took our sins away, gave us life, and finally gave us a way back to the Father God. 
Jesus' death bridged the gap that sin created and now we can go back home, our home in eternity. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 and 8 reads, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, if someone were to do you a favor and bring you lunch, how would you respond? If someone were to buy you a new house, how would you respond? If someone were to take the punishment of your sin and the penalty of death that you deserved, how would you respond? And I believe that this morning, this is what God wants us to consider. What is our response this Easter? We've read the story from Scripture. We've seen it through the movie. We've heard about what happened on Easter and why it happened. The realization that Jesus died for me. Jesus died for my sins. And now we are called to respond. And I believe that the right response is a response of gratitude. To say thanks not just with our words, not just with our hearts, but actually with our whole lives. Today is the day we are reminded of who Jesus is and what he did for us. This morning, I believe God is giving us an opportunity to pause from the day to day, to take a moment to consider what Easter means to you and for you to spend some time in response to him. A response that I believe needs to be deep gratitude. New life, babies, are an amazing thing. And I guess if you're watching me in this video, it shows that we've just experienced this majesty of life. And when you come to the hospital to visit, you'll be able to see this beautiful new life. But what you don't see is the 10 months of pregnancy, of pain, of suffering, of burden, of changing body, morning sickness, and finally, the birthing process. And what's funny is every year, this we will celebrate the birth of this child. And we'll celebrate the new life. But what's funny is, we're very quick to forget about the sacrifice that was made for this life to be. Friends, Good Friday is a celebration of what Jesus has done for us. But it's also a time of reflection, a time of remembrance on what Jesus had to go through to give us this new life. Now, there's a song that I used to sing as I was growing up, and I just want to share this song with you today. I want you to consider the words, and as you listen to the song, think about what Good Friday means for you. 
And when you're ready, I want you to respond. I want you to respond with deep gratitude. Let's watch the clip together. 